Hey guys, Jesse here. Before we get into today's episode, I have something super exciting to share with you. Starting in June, I'm going to be hosting monthly virtual workshops just for you guys. During these workshops, we will dive deeper into specific social media topics, similar to what we discuss here on the podcast, but adding a more interactive environment, including a Q&A session at the end. So mark your calendar for Wednesday, June 9th, at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for our very first workshop. This workshop will be all about creating content. We will go over how to come up with content topics, tips for batching content, and tools you can use to make this process easier. You can sign up for the workshop using the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can head to the link in my Instagram profile at Miss Jessie Lockhart. I can't wait to see you guys there. Now, enjoy today's episode. I'm Jesse and I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media. And now we're bringing you our best kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into Socially Modern. Hey guys, welcome back to the Socially Modern Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie. And I'm your other host, Jessie. And we are so excited about today. We have been asked this very important question. We all know we get busy, things get crazy. What systems and apps do you use to stay organized? And so we sat here and compiled this list. It's a really good list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling really good about our organization skills here, Jesse. Yes, I would like to point out that some of these things on your list, I would like credit for. Oh, for sure. (laughs) We all know this, that Jesse is the yin to my yang, okay? I am the queen of handwritten things. That is like what I like to do. We were just saying, I'm a visual learner. Mm -hmm. I have to see things in front of my face at all times. But as my business has grown, I've had to become more digital. I've mm-hmm. had to. It's just it, things were all over the place. I had like five notebooks. Right. And Jesse was like, Steph, what are you doing? <laughs> so I digital. will give her all the credit for a lot of this because her past <laughs> in her, her work experience mm-hmm. has definitely helped her. And it helped me. Yes, for <laughs> sure. I just like had to throw that out there. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, really the first thing I want to talk about is what I've come to know after being in real estate for two years. And I'm sure you've learned going on your fifth year in real estate is that running a real estate business is very trial and error. Very. There's not a one size fits all for real estate. There's not a book out there that's like this is how everyone should run their real estate business. There's not, honestly. And if there was, I'd call bullshit, to be honest, because I just, I I don't think there's one way to do it. Because well, if you're being, you're an entrepreneur. Yes. Every entrepreneur has their way of doing things and running their businesses. And some are more successful than others. And maybe they've had to streamline things. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just saying, is that over this last five years, I've had to, learn to be a little more digital in my organization. And Jesse totally helped me with that. Yeah. I just think you have to try different things to see how they work. And at the time, your paper planner and stuff like that, that worked for you at the time. But as you've 
you know, grown in your real estate business, you've now had to kind of, tr again, trial and error. And so you just have to try things, you guys, see if they work with your business. If they do, run with it. If they don't, then change it up, switch, switch it up. up. Maybe like, you'll get some ideas today. Yes. And that's the whole point of this episode is to give you some ideas for you to try and implement into your own business. See if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, then you're going to have to try something else. And that's just the nature of this business. So don't get hung up if something does or does not work for you. Right. Exactly. So super excited to kick this off. Jesse, you yes. go first. Okay. Um, I've mentioned this before. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but I live and die by my Google calendar. Um, I put everything on there. I put client closings. I put personal appointments. I put my content ideas, my content plans. I put anything and everything. I even go as detailed into putting in like drive time between like appointments and stuff. That is pretty detailed. And I, I wouldn't say I'm on that level. And part <laughs> of that, part of that is because of my booking system, which I'll talk, we'll both talk about mm -hmm. here in a little bit, because I don't want to have to be to an appointment. I know it takes me 30 minutes and I don't want an appoint someone to book an appointment during that slot. You know what I mean? So that, that's why I like, okay, I have a different detailed. way that I do that then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I am down to the details as like little as driving time. Um, but it just helps me stay organized. Like just knowing what my calendar is going to look like. But on the subject of Google calendar, I do, I do put in, I understand your, your thought process for drive time. Um, I would hate to be double booked. Right. Yeah. And we would all hate this. And that's why it's so crucial to put in your personal appointments too, and block out time for certain things that mm -hmm. maybe it's even just like, I don't want to be scheduled that day. And so you can totally block off an entire day. And I've done this as like a personal day. Yeah. And um, anyways, I, we, in the last episode, we talked about like content planning and like our content days and photo yes. shoots and stuff like that. And I, I put that stuff in there because you have to, when you plan ahead for it, we've done this with our podcast. We batch our podcast episodes. I put in on the day that we're recording all like our podcast recording sessions when you, you know whenever you talk to me about planning out these these podcast days usually it's jesse who's like hey stuff we need to we need to pick a day um for the most part we're picking fridays lately mm -hmm. uh and i'm like yeah pick a friday a month in advance usually it's open at least four weeks in advance yeah and um and yeah send me a calendar invite and then i won't book anything on that day exactly and i have other people um my, my website guy, for instance, he always shoots me a text and is like, hey, do you have time to meet? And I'm like, can you just send me a calendar invite for like <laughs> a week from now? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I plan out my weeks a week in advance. Yeah. So as long as I have a, a week in advance, plan it, send it to me. That's my biggest go-to, even with my husband anymore. I'm like, hey, I'm going to need you on these dates. I sent him an email and I sent him all the calendar invites. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got to watch the kids sometimes in the evenings or whatever. And he's got to know when he's got to be home, right? Yep. So I use it for that stuff too. But yeah, yeah. love cal our Google calendars. Jesse got me on that trend. Mm -hmm. I was using a paper calendar before. Uh, just like I said, I'm, I'm a very, I like, I don't know. I'm artsy. I'm creative. I like to draw on my calendar and I had all these pens and markers and I was kind of sad that I wasn't going to be able to use my pens and markers. Yeah. So trust me, if you're one of those people, like I get it and it worked for me for a while, but 
I, I'm coming to the dark side of the digital <laughs> calendar, and I will tell you that there's still happiness over here. You can use different colors. And that's and what stuff. I do. I totally color coordinate what I'm doing. So like anything that's business related for me, um, it's it's always green because mm-hmm. green is money. Yep. So I like that. That's what I do. Anything <laughs> for my clients, anything work related is green. Anything for my family is usually pink. Mm-hmm. And then anything that's a closing, I put it in red and it's it blocks off the whole day. Right. I block the whole day. And so it's big, it's bold, it stays at the top of that day. Mm-hmm. I know you do the same thing. Yeah. And then that way, because we never know when it's going to record and close and have to go yeah. get keys. So it's just so nice to not have anything scheduled on that day. Mm-hmm. Do you um, give anybody access? Oh, yes. Um, I wanted to mention this. Thanks for bringing that up. I actually just recently started allowing my TC and my assistant to see my calendar. Reason being, and we'll talk about TCs and assistants in a second, but mm-hmm. um, my my TC helps me in planning for inspections. Mm-hmm. So that's something that she's kind of taken over, and she has my email templates that I like to send to my clients with all my inspectors and mm-hmm. all that good, good stuff. But um, then she can go look at my calendar, and I've kind of given her like, you know, hey, you know, plan things around this kind of stuff. And so she totally just scheduled my most recent inspection. Mm-hmm. And she just sends out an email to me, my clients, them. It's on my calendar even. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this was so nice. That's and one s- thing about the Google Calendar that I like is you can give access to other people. In my past life, in my corporate life, <laughs> uh, when we used Google Calendar, that's what we would do is is like if I needed to schedule a, a meeting with one of my team members or uh, as a team lead with someone that I was working with, like we do monthly reviews or whatever, I could go and click their calendar and it'll pop up and kind of overlay on top of mine and then you can find an open slot. Yeah. There, and that was really nice. That's one feature about the Google Calendar I really like. It's so nice to have. And same like with my assistant. She helps me schedule a lot of things for the team. Mm-hmm. And so she knows if I give her a running list of like, hey, these are the upcoming classes that I have um, slotted in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> she goes and puts them to paper. Yeah. I'm definitely a big ideas person. I need other people to help me. Yeah. Like, come back to the That's planet, why we work Stephanie. so well together because... <laughs> I'm that way also. I'm a very big picture you person, but I'm also a an actionable person as well. For so, sure. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Google Calendar. We love Google Calendar. Big, big, big asset to our businesses. Um, in relation to that, I know we both have uh, listed here Google Drive as well. Um, and I've mentioned this before in my past corporate life, like I became very proficient with Google Drive. And so it naturally was what I leaned to when I became an entrepreneur, because it's what I was familiar with. And the probably the biggest thing that I use Google Drive for is I have a Google Sheet, which is the equivalent of Excel spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet with all of my clients and leads. And I introduced you to this. I did a training with our team on this. Um, But I just have so much information in this spreadsheet. And ultimately, it's kind of my CRM replacement. Um, I take people from my CRM that are a little bit more serious. Maybe there's someone that I've actually gotten on a buyer consultation with or a seller consultation with. And they're more on my radar than someone who's maybe just using my website just to browse homes for fun. 
So I kind of take my more serious people and I throw them onto this spreadsheet. I have their name, phone number, email. I'll usually have like, what's their timeline? Like what month are they hoping to buy in? Have they contacted a lender yet? Who's their lender? What's their loan type? You know, where are we at? Are we showing? Are we waiting for a pre-qualification? You know, are we under contract? Whatever. And then I have notes and then usually a follow-up date on that spreadsheet as well. So every day I open the spreadsheet and if the follow-up date is highlighted, then I know it's time to follow up with that person. It's definitely amazing to use. And like Jesse said, she did set me up too with this. I was trying to create one on numbers or something on my computer. Oh, and she on, was like, on Mac. She's like, why are you doing this? It's so much easier on Google. And so, and I, you're right. It was so much easier. Um, I can still color coordinate things, which I love to do. Yes. So everything's pretty color coordinated. And you and I do it very similarly. We have the same overall goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I put every single person that I've done a home buyer consultation with on there. Yeah. Um, that was something that I learned early on when I started in real estate was keeping what, what my team called a fire list. And that's just kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so your fire list is anybody that's a potential. Yeah. And, and I still have my CRM, but I don't use it for what most agents really like to use that kind of stuff for. Same. Jesse and I are much more. And if you're using social media for your business, it's a much more personal. You've probably already had interactions with these people before they've even gone onto your website a lot of times. Yeah. So, um, it's just easier. It totally is to keep people on this running list on Google drive. And I think, um, one big reason why I shifted to the spreadsheet, uh, cause I didn't do it initially because right when you're first starting out, you like don't know how to organize everything and whatever. But the big push for me was I went from being on, I was with EXP on a team and then I moved from EXP to a completely different broker brokerage that was local here and different, they had different systems. They had a different CRM. I lost email access to the other one. And so I created my own Gmail account Yeah, that will stick with me wherever I go. Obviously I don't anticipate leaving EXP now at this point, anytime, because we love it here. But on the off chance that that does, I own my email it's domain. It's just security. Yeah. You own all of your own own things and that's the way that it should be. And I don't have to export something with all this information and move it and all this stuff. So that was a, a big reason why like I have my own personal email account like that I use so that no matter where I go, I have access to all of the, all of the information. Mine was to eliminate my five notebooks of clients. I literally have a notebook in one of my closets, multiple notebooks stacked. All the papers are filled out and they're just notes on past clients and people that I had talked to from the very beginning of my real estate career. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it was like, okay, I really need to (laughs) get away from this. So having that spreadsheet for clients is huge. It keeps me visually in order and I can go in. I honestly always have three tabs open Mm -hmm. on my laptop. It's the Excel spreadsheet. It's uh, my Google calendar and it's my Google Gmail. Yep. Same um, account. And those are those three. (laughs) See, they're always open. And they're pinned. Like I have them pinned up here. So like they, when they, when I open up Chrome, I use Chrome. Um, when I open up Chrome, those three are always there. They're open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're always there. It's so good. And so anyways, um, on top of using it for spreadsheets for clients, 
Um, I, we both actually use it for commissions. This was another thing, Jesse. Yeah. Jesse like hooked me up over here, you guys, <laughs> on the Excel spreadsheet. Everybody get yourself a Jesse. But um, if you, maybe you're that person, though. And so anyways, it was really nice because now I can visually track to where I'm at in sales. Mm-hmm. And even though EXP has a dashboard that is super user-friendly and amazing because yes. you can literally just click a button and I can see all of my stats, uh, it is nice for tax planning purposes mm-hmm. uh, and for just like costs and fees to see where I'm at actually in in my not just my gross, but my net yeah. <laughs> commission. It's so. just nice to be able to customize it. Like, yeah, the EXP dashboard is fantastic. And I'm sure other brokerages probably have something similar or maybe they don't. They I don't, don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why it's cool. Like, um, you really don't have that anywhere else. But it's just nice for me, like being able to anticipate income. And of course, we all know this in real estate, nothing is ever guaranteed until it actually hits your bank account. Like, That's just the nature of the industry, but it's nice to be able to plan ahead. And especially because like right now it's April 30th and anything that's closing in May has already been under contract pretty much. It's set. And so we're about to move into like June income. Does your mind automatically go a month in advance? I think as realtors, we do this. Yeah. It's our escrows escrows are 30 days. So yeah, same thing. I'm already like, I've already closed out. Yeah. I like, I don't get (laughs) the next month. Yeah. I don't get paid until 30 days later. At least, at least, you know, from going under contract. So yeah, my mind is always 30 days ahead. And so it's just nice to be able to track the commissions. And if you're trying to hit specific production goals or a certain income goal, like it's just easier to be able to track it using the spreadsheet and like in the spreadsheet, you can create formulas to where it'll add stuff, subtract stuff, you know, like I use it to um, calculate my net income and I only ever focus on my net income. So that way I'm not thinking that not in a mindset where I'm losing money by moving no, money away stash from taxes. that money into yeah. savings and into taxes. taxes. And it's a great way to be. And if you're a new agent, this may be something that you're like, oh, I can wait on this. But really don't, because if you're putting in the time and you're putting in the work, it's funny how it happens. And you'll just end up with a bunch of business and you'll be like, crap, I wish I would have put money away for tax system in place so that I was thinking about my taxes, so that I was Mm -hmm. thinking about the fees, um, whatever you have going on in your business, of course. And so, you know, get on it if you don't have these spreadsheets. Maybe we'll we'll put out some tips for creating your own spreadsheet on mm-hmm. our socially modern um, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so on top of that, um, I have a lot of agent contacts, and that's something else. Like being at EXP, we have a really wide network of agents and agents that are in the works of moving over to EXP and talking to me mm-hmm. and Jesse. And so I actually have started keeping a running list of just the agents and their phone numbers and stuff, so we can stay in touch. Yeah. So that's also another another little spreadsheet. One thing, um, not spreadsheet related, but I mean, we're using this right now as we're sitting here and recording is we use Google Docs mm-hmm. for our notes for when we record podcast episodes. And we have like our content ideas, our episode ideas, and then we create an individual doc for each episode so that we can type out our notes. So we have a running list and we can refer to it and the thing that's nice about Google Drive is we can both have access to it. Like we can open up the document 
on each of our laptops and each be able to look and at each it. each be able to look at it and each be able to type too at the same time. Yeah. I can see what Jesse's typing and she can see what I'm typing. So this, maybe you're not making a podcast, but maybe you have a partner. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a husband, wife team, maybe you're whatever, sister team. I see all these yeah. different types of like groups. Um, but maybe you have some sort of group and you do want to keep like a running log of maybe meetings or you know, ideas for the business or whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you have this and you can open it. The biggest perk, you can open it from anywhere. Yeah. And that's what I've told Jesse. I'm like, how amazing. Because if I had all these documents and things just stashed away on my desktop, I mean, that could, my, my computer could crash and I could lose it. Yeah. I feel really secure having everything on Google. I could be traveling even mm-hmm. and whatever. My la- Something could happen to your computer. Yeah. And you could go into any other computer and open up all of this and yes. see all of your stuff. And that's something that I, I find really awesome, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we move on to Calendly? Calendly. Oh, my gosh. We love Calendly. Big lover of Calendly. Um, they should sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Putting but that out into the universe. <laughs> they're not sponsoring us. So honestly, that this is just something that we both genuinely love. I can't imagine not using it in my business at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, of course, using social media. And so we get messages throughout the week of how can I work with you? How can I talk to you? I need to talk with you. Um, And so I quickly will just, and I know you do this too, just send them my Calendly link and let them schedule with me at a time that works for them. Yep. The cool part about this is that, you know, I knew that I was going to have a busy month. Mm -hmm. So I went in and I actually edited my Calendly availability. Yeah. And this syncs directly to your Google Calendar. Yes. So as long as you're inputting everything in your Google Calendar that you have going on, even personal days or personal things, uh, then nobody can book a call with you during that time. If it's already slotted out, then it crosses it off the list. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I really love. And I kind of right now already know that I can anticipate buyer phone calls on you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays every single week mm-hmm. from uh, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Those yeah. are the only times currently that I have calls. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I change that. Yeah. And I'll update it. And I know you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It just kind of depends on the month. And I love that I can update it. Um, Calendly is awesome because it has a, sorry, I'm like totally took over on Calendly. Oh, you're good. But I'm so excited about it. <laughs> you guys, you can create an entire uh questionnaire mm-hmm. and have different types of calls. I found it really worth it to pay for pro. I think you did yeah, too. I did too. Just so that you can have, if you don't pay for pro, you only get one call type, which is fine to start with, but eventually you'll probably want to move up. And And I have a buying call, a selling call and an agent call. Mm-hmm. And then for the team purposes, I have one-on-one calls with team members. Mm-hmm. So totally separate links. Uh, but you can create this template, this questionnaire And kind of be prepared for the meeting. Like you get a little bit of info on them. Where are they shopping? Are some questions that I ask. Yeah. Um, Do they already have a pre-qualification? Are they working with a realtor? You know, all the good, just basic details, contact information. And then what I really love about it is that it sends a text and an email reminder. Yep. So I have clients sometimes that need to reschedule. And they can, it'll send them that reminder and they'll reschedule from that reminder just to a different date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's I, like, I saved us all this time. Right. 
I remember <laughs> there was a time like really about this time last year is when I switched and started using Calendly. But I remember I was just going back and forth in my DMs because I wanted that control. And I know there are a lot of people out there that probably are control freaks like myself. <laughs> and you just want to be able to have control over your calendar and you don't want to relinquish that. But I was spending so much time going back and forth in the DMs with people trying to get, you know, days and times that worked for them and make sure that it worked for me. And then I'd go add in the calendar event and then I'd go into Zoom and have to create the Zoom event and all of this stuff. And it, man, thinking about it right now makes me exhausted because it was so much that I had to do in a span of time. And, and in the DMs, people like someone might've responded to me and then put their phone down or responded to me and then went into a meeting or an appointment. And then they're not going to get back to me for a few hours. And I don't know if your DMs are anything like mine, but people get pushed to the bottom so fast. Yes. And then I don't remember to follow up with that person. So whenever I send a link to someone, they have access right then and there to schedule a meeting, no matter if it's been three months, if it's been two days, if it's been two minutes since I sent the link. And yep. it's just Calendly is a full, like from start to finish, you can have it send a follow-up email afterwards. I do this on my buyer calls because I have it send a follow-up email after our call's over with a link to download the home buying guide. So I yes. do that. It and saves you all this time. Yes, it does. And, and there are other booking systems out there. Like Calendly works for us. Maybe there's another one out there. I know Square does it, like Schedulicity or something. Like there are a bunch of ones out there. So mm. you might need to do some trial and error to figure out what works best for you. But we love Calendly. Something else too that Jesse has already implemented and I have not yet, but it's on my radar. Um, with Calendly, you can create calls that are paid for. Yes. So we get a lot of messages from people that want pick our brain time and just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're not, uh, buyer or seller specific. Yeah. And so for those ones, now we have paid for options mm -hmm. where, you know, you can, for the compensation of our time, we yeah. can go over whatever it is that you're, you know, needing help with or stuck with in your, your business. Yeah. And so you can, Calendly has a way where you can set it up and you, I believe I connected it to Stripe or, PayPal or something like that. And because Calendly itself is not a payment processing system, you have to link it to another payment processing system. So yeah, but you can set that up and it's, it is a pro feature. I believe, I think it's part of the paid membership. There is a free membership for Calendly. So if you're kind of on a budget, maybe you're at the beginning of your real estate career and you don't have a ton of money to spend, um, Calendly does have a free option. And then when you get to the point where maybe you have some consistent business coming in and you want to upgrade, like by all means, go ahead and upgrade. Definitely. And it's a write-off guys. Write-off. <laughs> You'll be looking for write-offs and speaking in of taxes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay. And so I guess we're going to move into daily task lists. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So for me personally, I'm just like Jesse in this. Uh, I know that we're both handwritten task yep. list people. Uh, I will get like just a cute notebook from Home Goods, or I picked up. I've actually really been loving like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a prompted to do list, mm -hmm. and it has like I'm grateful for today and the date and like a whole area and like brainstorming and stuff. And I actually really like this. So and I found some on Amazon. 
So I've saved some to my Amazon storefront too mm-hmm. um, that you can go and buy. But they're awesome. And it keeps me on track. And then I can just, I love crossing things off the list. Yep. Um, I heard something from someone actually recently, um, a natural doctor, chiropractor. And I forget what it is, but basically like when you type something, it, I don't know, makes your brain think of it in a certain way. Like so many neurons or whatever go mm-hmm. off. Um, when you write it, it's like quadruple that amount. So yeah. when you write it down, it really does stick in your brain ultimately so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that that's why we both, even Jesse, the digital queen. <laughs> yes. I have a, a, a physical notebook where I actually, and mine's not like a cutesy one. It's like the from Amazon basics, right? It's just like a regular, <laughs> regular college ruled notebook. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a, a notebook for kind of my gratitude, dream list affirmations. And then I have a separate notebook for all my to-do lists and kind of just like my scratch pad, like you had mentioned. Um, but I set time aside each morning to do both the like gratitude one and the to-do list one. Sometimes I'll actually do the to-do list one first to get all of that stuff out of my brain so that when I'm doing the gratitude one, I'm not thinking about everything I that need to get sense. done. That makes sense. I would be that way too. Yeah. So I will do the to-do list one first and write down everything. And sometimes I've even gotten to the point where maybe I'm wrapping up wrapping up working in my office um, the day before and I'm like, oh, I didn't get to this today, but let me start tomorrow's to-do list I already. do that too. I'll yeah. flip my page over and just start because... Then you don't have to think about it you all don't night. Have to think about it all night, and I do that too. I'll overthink it, and as long as I've written it down, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to remember this yep. now, and I can feel good about it. So, so yeah, I'll do that. I'll either do it start it the night before or do it the morning of, and it just helps keep me on track each day. Like it's so easy to finish a task and then log on to social media and be scrolling or responding to DMs or checking on how my post is doing or whatever, right? It's so easy to get distracted doing that or something else. I mean, there are a ton of distractions out there, but my to-do list keeps me on track Agreed. for the day so that I don't go ski-wampus off track. And I'm <laughs> like- Ski-wampus? <laughs> Have you never heard that she before? always has the most interesting vocabulary. <laughs> I swear I learned so much of this from my aunt. She has like I learned so many like funky words from her. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it just keeps me on track. So like if I were to start work in the morning at my home office and then maybe we meet up to co-work here at the office later, I can bring my to-do list and still stay on track. Exactly. Well, and so many times too, if I don't do my to-do list, and I'm sure that we all do this, you you feel really good. You felt like you'd finished your day. You did everything you needed to do and you're laying down in bed and you're about to go to sleep and you're like, crap, I didn't (laughs) do that one thing that I said I was going to do today and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So that's where that to-do list comes in. It will really help keep you, you know, on, (laughs) on track. Yes. Um, okay. So same with like, the the notes app so like yes. I do have my physical notebooks I do have my notes app open I I use my notes app for so much um one thing in particular that I like to use it for outside of my content planning because we've talked about this mm-hmm. um but I like to on my buyer calls I'll open up the notes app and I'll create a new note with the client name at the top and the date of our buyer call 
And that's where I'll write down all of the things like, where are they looking? What's their timeline? Are they renting? What's their budget? What are they looking for in a home? Bedrooms, bathrooms, you know, square footage, anything else in particular, et cetera. And I write that all down on that note so that I have it, you know, and because it's iPhone, um, it I have it both on my phone and my computer so I can pull it up that's whenever and wherever part. I need, you know, it just syncs right there. So, I mean, I use my notes app for, for some things. I have my physical notebook for other things and it probably, I mean, maybe that sounds confusing to people like having so many things, so many places, but this is just what works for us. Exactly. And that that's your system. For my notes app, I primarily use it for just my client info. When I'm on a buyer call, mm-hmm. I open up my notes app on my desktop as well. And that's what, and I kind of have it already in my mind, like my bullet points of what I go through with yeah. each client. And so now I have all of this and it's as easy for me to now copy and paste this to the lender. So the lender has all their info and back history. Yep. And on top of that, let's say that I'm like out on the go. And this happens sometimes where like I talked to a client last year mm-hmm. and they pop up out of the blue and they call me and I'm like, Ooh, Oh wait, I remember your name. Let me remember the story. Yeah. Right. And so I'll, I'm on my phone. I can pull it open, type in their name on my notes app. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're the ones that had the Corgi dog. And that's why they're buying a house with a yard and whatever. Right. I just remember the story and it helps keep me in line. So that's (laughs) what I use my notes app for. (laughs) One thing, um, my husband and my father-in-law, so the apple doesn't fall far from the tree on this one. Um, they're notorious for having like messy desks. Um, and one thing that both of them always say is it might be a mess, but I know exactly where everything's at. And that's literally just like how our system works. So yeah, we have both notes apps and stuff in physical notebooks and we have calendars and spreadsheets and everything, but it's literally just the system that we've created. And as long as you know where everything's at, that's really all that matters. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And like as we said before, for you. yeah, we're just trying to give you some ideas. So I hope this was helpful and not confusing, but you know, I think the last thing that we want to talk about is, um, both of us use a transaction coordinator yes. for our transactions. I have um, two more things. Well, three more things. Oh, <laughs> I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> That's okay, though. Um, TC and Assistant are on my list, too. Yeah. So I we've talked about this, too, uh, in a previous episode. I think it was one of our earliest episodes. Um, yeah, episode five, when to ask for and hire help. Um, we talked about how we both have um, a TC and I had just hired a TC at that point and it's been well the worth best it. best thing in your career. So like we each use the same person as our transaction coordinator, but we each have different uses for her, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, like you use her for a lot more stuff than I do, but right. for me, she helps me with all the paperwork and, and stuff when clients are in escrow and she helps me with deadlines and we need to have this done and this done and this done. And she helps me with all the communication and stuff when my clients are in escrow. Um, and it just, it's so nice cause I can, you know, kind of pass my clients to her and she handles a lot of the paperwork. Obviously I'm still very involved and I'm the main person that they go to during, tr- during the transaction, but 
it's nice because she just takes a big load off of my plate. Well, and, and when you become a realtor, and a lot of you are probably real estate agents, you do know that, I mean, you're in your car a lot. Mm-hmm. You're on the go a lot. You might be showing back-to-back agents on the weekends or clients, <laughs> and you just don't have a whole lot of time at an actual physical computer. And um, so that's where it's kind of come into play was, okay, I showed, you know, two weekends ago, I had seven buyers out. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yeah. And I had offers that needed to be written and emails coming in, and it was just crazy. And had I not had a TC, I would be extremely overwhelmed. I see these posts on Facebook where people are like, I closed, you know, 80 transactions, whatever it is. I I closed a million transactions and I don't (laughs) use a TC as if it's something to brag about. Um, I actually feel bad for those people because you really do have to look at that and and realize that you're probably not very good at delegating. Mm -hmm. And the only way that, I mean, if you can do a million transactions and not have a TC, you can probably do 2 million transactions with a TC. Yeah. So that's where you you actually are like stunting your growth in your business. Mm -hmm. So learn to delegate, guys. Get yourself a TC. (laughs) When you're starting to feel busy, you got a couple clients out on the weekends with you, hire a TC. Mm-hmm. You pay them at the end of the transaction, mm-hmm. on most most of them, um, and then that's that's such a huge load off of you. Um, on top of that, how much more prospecting could you be getting done while your TC is managing the back end paperwork stuff for for your brokerage? Yeah, you know. Um, so you got to think of, think about it in big picture. I also this this last year have hired an assistant, so I have a part time assistant who helps me with random tasks. It kind of started out with more so just helping me with team related tasks for Mainville and Co. Mm-hmm. Um, organizing events and helping me run the Facebook page and the Instagram page and just things like that. But sometimes it does trickle over into some of my per- more personal or work related side because she's just gotten to know me so well. Yeah, She's like an extra eyes and ears for me at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows my style. And so I've even recently had... Um, I had several closings this last month and I had zero time. And so I was like, you know what? I could really use some help right now getting these client gift baskets put together. Mm -hmm. So she helped me with that. You know what I mean? And so you just, like I said, I mean, you need to realize where, and sometimes I still kick myself for it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I have hired help for this reason. Yeah. So that, you know, not just for work purposes, but so that I can actually spend time with my kids or my family. And that's the ultimate goal. Yep. Right. All this work is not just to be in hustle culture. Yeah. It's also to live your life and enjoy it too. This would probably be a good reminder to go listen to, uh, let's see, it's episode five of, you know, when to ask for and hire help. Definitely. That's a good if you haven't listened to it, Good go back to it because we're pretty passionate about it. Yes. Um, I have just a couple more things that I want to mention. So I just recently learned this, <laughs> which is so silly. But if you have an iPhone, I don't know if, if Androids can do this or not. Um, but with my iPhone, like I said, I had seven buyers out last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was overwhelming in my texts to keep up and make sure that did I respond to that person? You know, whatever. And so you can actually click on your text that you're and hold down on it Mm -hmm. and you can pin it to the top. It's a very simple thing, but it keeps me organized and it keeps those clients top of mind too. So every Thursday or Friday, I'm like, oh yeah, all my little buyers right here. Right. And I click on each of them and I send them a a follow-up message. Mm -hmm. The fortunes and the follow-up guys. 
Yeah. Are you staying in touch with your clients? It's so. just, it just helps, you know, helps them not get lost in the shuffle of all the text messages, especially for you where you have had a lot of listings lately and you get the text messages from other agents or the text confirmations of showings and stuff. Like it's so easy for all of that to just, it pushes my clients. You know, yeah. It pushes down. those conversations down. So pinning them keeps them at the top so that they don't get lost in the shuffle. Exactly. So that's been a huge help for me. And uh, last but not least, speaking of listings, if you have some listings, something that's been really, really helpful for me, I mean, I think across the nation, we're experiencing multiple offers on properties, and it can be a little overwhelming as far as like, I need to organize these offers for my client. I need to make sure that I explain these in Mm -hmm. an easy way, an easy understanding way. Uh, And so I have a title partner app. I know that there's title partners across the country. So pick one that you really love. Check out their app, guys. I live and die by the net sheet that's on this app that I use. And yeah. so what I just told Jesse too, was that I realized that on this particular app, I can go and click multiple offers and I can actually input all of these offers. So I had like 22 offers on my last listing. Mm-hmm. And so I just input all the main details of every single offer. And then it gives me this awesome, like done for me spreadsheet yeah. that compares all of them and puts them in order and it's just like, it, it was perfect. And yeah. then I can display that to my client. Um, you know, it looks like something, I mean, I spent some time on it, but had I had had to recreate the wheel, right. that would have taken me forever. Mm-hmm. And so now you look like an amazing professional in front of your client and you have all these net sheets put together and it was really easy and, and understandable. That was the wrong word. <laughs> easy for them to understand. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. So check with your, check with your title partner. Um, you guys, we know that there's a lot of people kind of all over the country who listen to the show. So check with your current title partner to see if they have an app where they might have a feature like this, or, you know, if you need to back to Google spreadsheets, just go ahead and create a Google spreadsheet for your multiple offers so that you can present it to your sellers and, and make it all easy to understand. So exactly. I think that about does it for this one. Hopefully you guys found some good tips in here and uh, let us know. We'll have a post about this, I'm sure, some mm-hmm. some point on our social media feed. We'd love to hear from you guys if you found this helpful. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you're following us at Socially Modern. Go tag us when you're listening to our episodes and make sure that if you love our show to leave us a rating and a review, it helps us grow the show to reach more people so that we can kind of spread this message everywhere. So hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.